Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about mm-hmm. horror movies on this show, and coming on this episode, we are talking about a new horror film. It's called Down a Dark Hall, starring mm-hmm. Emma Thurman, which is... Oh. Yeah, there's like a star in this one. I'm, <laughs> I'm so used to us doing movies where... There may be like a star in like a horror movie way, where like they're known mm-hmm. for horror movies, but how often yeah. do we do a movie where a proper actor who's known for other things is in it? Yeah, yeah, she's slumming it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not sure what's going on, but hey, it's always a joy to, to see Uma. We love Uma on this podcast. We're we're all big fans. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Kill Bill <laughs> fan. You, you often yeah, see you me brand, uh, wearing a Kill Bill shirt, so yeah. Sure. <laughs> No, I do. I, I sometimes wear a Kill Bill shirt on the podcast, and that's a thing. It's a thing that happens. Okay. All right, if you say so. Am I going to have to actually show you the shirt? Next time I'm wearing it, I'm going to have to show, like, actually show you it just to make sure it ingrains into your brain. Anyway, we talk about the horror movie, and we maybe argue it occasionally, uh, because Tim says something stupid, I react to the stupid thing, and then it goes in circles for about 10 minutes, and then we, mm-hmm. we, we calm down. That's that's the, that's, that's the method to the man. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a format. It's a format. It works for us. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so we'll start the we'll start the spoiler free. We'll we'll talk about it it's completely free of spoilers, and then about halfway through, we'll give you a warning, and we're going to fill spoilers then. So that's what we do for these movies, uh, and yeah. So hey, uh, so yeah. So what is what is down a dark hall? Uh, this is a movie. I I remember doing the trailer. Me and Connor did the trailer for this on one twenty one trailer talk that we do every week. We did this, you know, maybe two months, whenever the trailer came out, two months ago. And it's a horror movie set in a, a private boarding school for delinquent girls. But they're they're selected, you know, there's only six that are there for this semester. And I'm going to sneeze. One second. <laughs> Apologies. So the six girls who are taken to this boarding school, Come run by Uma Thurman, who's doing this ridiculous... European accent, this German <laughs> accent, and they're they're all there. They're all troubled girls. Like the main one that we know, whose name is Kit, mm-hmm. which is short for uh, Catherine. Uh, she is there. She should be to see her at the start of the movie. She's in therapy because she tried to burn down the school, which actually reminds me a lot of the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Buffy was accused of trying to burn down the school. Uh, that's br- that's brought up a couple of times early season one. <laughs> We can move on now. Uh, so, yeah, so she's there with all these other girls. There's one in particular she didn't fight. Uh, Taylor Russell, I recognise, is one of the girls. She was in Lost in Space the earlier this year on Netflix. Uh, and I liked her in that, and she's fine in this. But, uh, mm. but yeah, so that's the, and obviously spooky <laughs> things start happening. Uh, scary things, possibly down the end of halls, because that's the title of the movie. And then, yeah, so we'll leave it there. We'll go into more plot and spoilers, mm-hmm. but we'll leave it there for now. Mm-hmm. So... I'll ask the question, Tim. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy Down a Dark Hall? <sighs> uh, not really. It's the thing is, it's not like offensively bad or anything. It's just like, man, it, it's real middle of the road. Like, I, I think for maybe like the first 30, 40 ish minutes, like, I, I wouldn't say I was crazy about it, but I was like, all right, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going and what's going to happen. And then it just gets into, you know, just pretty much every blatant horror cliche, you know, that you can think of. Like it's, there's nothing original or unique about this. It looks like every, 
you know, VOD horror movie that you haven't heard of until like, you know, two weeks ago or something. It's like, yeah, just everything about it is just very bland. And it's, you know, it, it's not the worst watch in the world. But yeah, there's definitely nothing about it that really like stands out or, you know, is that great? <laughs> Do you think it helps that you watch this? The last film you watched for this show was Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. Do you think that helps this in a positive way? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, yeah. after that, like, anything, you know, we watch is going to, you know, have yeah. that slight little now, ding. If you're watching this to week, this review goes out, we're going, wait a minute, there was no Halloween 2 review. What's happening? What are you talking about? October, <laughs> step, baby. Yeah, step back from that ledge. <laughs> don't don't end it yet, just... It's coming. It's coming, <laughs> it's coming in October. We've been stacking episodes for October, and yes, Rob Zombie's... And the reason why I'm not hiding that one is because we said last year we'd do them this year. So Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 are coming in October, so look forward to that. But, uh, so... Yeah, I actually agree with you to a scary degree, because because <laughs> the movie starts right and there's mm-hmm. like a, a dream sequence with uh, Kit's a little girl and she sees her dead dad who's like a ghost and I was like oh god I'm going to hate this movie this is like every <laughs> do, do you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of the mid 2000s it reminded me of things like oh, Darkness Falls oh without a doubt yeah you know it had that kind of like mm-hmm. okay we've got this idea for a ghost story but it's really just going to be this really cliched thing without any atmosphere without mm-hmm. any actual scares without any actual charm mm-hmm. or, or whatever right yeah. But I kind of perked up a little bit, just not because the plot was good. In fact, the worst thing about this movie is by far the plot. What It gets worse as it goes because the plot is thoroughly uninteresting and cliched. I, I think there's like maybe one interesting aspect about it, which we'll get to in the spoilers, but it, it's like it's definitely not enough to I, I think maybe like once you kind of find out what's going on and what it's about, I was like, OK, that's. I, like an idea I haven't seen before, but everything surrounding up to it as to, you know, how they go about presenting it, how they find out about it, you know, like, uh, Feels generic. Yeah, how, yeah, everything about that is like generic. So it's like, I, I don't know, I would say maybe there's like a slight little bit of like, oh, this is kind of unique surrounded by like, just the most bland generic ways of uh, going about it. The one thing you liked, I'm going to just take a guess right now. We'll find out in spoilers if I'm right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess the ostrich. Now, moving on. So, (laughs) I'm right. I can tell I'm right. It's the the ostrich. The big ostrich scene. I know that's the one you love. (laughs) I shall say nothing. (laughs) So, so yeah. Now, I perked up because it cuts then to to Kit as a teenage girl and she's in the Mm -hmm. therapy. Or she's actually with the principal and the therapist is kind of sitting at the side and her her, her mum's there, Mm -hmm. her stepdad's there. um, And... She's been like she's like sarcastically saying everything she's supposed to say. Like she's saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've learned from my mistakes. I want to be better." But the whole thing has this tinge of I'm bullshitting you, and mm-hmm. it wasn't like perfect, but it was like okay. She's got a bit of an attitude, a bit of a character. I can mm-hmm. kind of she. I think the actress isn't bad, is what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. I can see the the you know the the typical bad actress in this role just hamming this up or mm-hmm. trying to be like emotional or serious and just failing miserably she does an okay job it's not the greatest dialogue in the world the character's definitely cliched but she does okay yeah um honestly the big thing that turned me around in the first 10 minutes was the stepdad who i thought was a hoot <laughs> <I, 'cause laughs> well, uh, 
I was, I was going to say, because I sat at the dinner table afterwards, and she's doing all, there's all these cliched moments of, like, you know, the, the teenage daughter not liking the stepdad, right? And mm-hmm. you, you go one or two ways with this. He's either like a really quiet guy who seems nice enough, but he doesn't want to interfere, or he's the asshole stepdad, right? He's the asshole mm-hmm. who oversteps his bounds, maybe abusive, whatever. And not only is he a nice guy, he does actually, he cracks some good jokes. Like, you know, her mum at one point says, hey, you call him you know, and she's going to say dad, which, but it's a weird to say a teenager to call someone your dad. Like, I feel like it makes sense when you're like under 10, but it's weird when you're yeah. like already 17 or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm going to call him Dave. And then he cuts mm-hmm. in, actually, I prefer David. And I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Like, yeah. he's kind of rolling with it. He's being nice to her. He's, he's being friendly as he can. Mm-hmm. And the one, the, the, the few, I mean, he's not in a, a lot of the movie, of course, because once they drop her off to <laughs> the school, you know, the parents are gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you, but if that's your favorite part of the movie, then you're, you know, not, you're in for kind of a rough uh, time. No, but it kind of, like, I kind of liked him. I thought it, it was a nice, refreshing, mm-hmm. sort of realistic, nice person who was the stepdad. And even the way that when they drop her off, he just says, hey, if anything weird happens or something's not right, call us and it felt genuine it felt like no he generally cares he's a nice enough guy and he's not a cliche and i was like okay maybe the characters in this won't annoy me because i feel like one of the things that always happens in these shitty uh low budget Mm -hmm. horror movies from the past like Mm -hmm. you know 10 20 years is that i tend Mm -hmm. to always hate the characters Mm -hmm. and i do think the billy girl uh, veronica is a bit she she's way too over the top yeah. like uh, like everyone else actually feels kind of like a, a real person uh the only thing i think that was kind of weird is none of them seem that bad like yeah, e- that... even the main character it's like wait why are they at the school that that's uh, the, that's the problem with it is that they all feel like decent enough people that i don't understand why they've all been shipped off to this yeah. school as if they're all like ultra delinquents um, except for the main bully girl who is yeah just way over the top like yeah she, yeah she, it's, it's yeah. like they didn't know how to rate her subtly and she's just trying to like set other girls hairs on fire and that's like part of her character yeah. uh and she's like uh, you know aggressive the minute she steps out of the scene but like so uh, I, i'm kind of actually curious if um i don't know if this was based on a book or if they're trying to go after like the you know ya crowd or something because this kind of felt like you know something along those lines like you know kind of hunger games ask or like uh, what was that um that crappy timber movie like from a year ago or something that looked like an x-men ripoff like this oh, kind of felt like yeah, a young adult the, book you know the the house of madame something yeah it's it that stupid yeah. but uh, I, I definitely got like a lot of like young adult vibes uh off this I, i'd say probably a little bit more than like horror vibes yeah, that's fair. I, I think one of the things that I was feeling is that it does definitely is is definitely a horror movie because it it does start doing. Oh, yeah, you know, there's yeah. something creepy at the end of the hall. The music starts going, and mm-hmm. they're starting to be concerned about what's going on. And there's like you know implications all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, it did it did feel like a, a very light horror movie. Like I, I didn't feel like it was a full blown. We're trying to be a terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. It was more about the revelation of the mystery of what was going on and. Yeah, and that—that's the big problem. Is like, okay, once the girls got together, four out of five of them were were reasonable enough. They weren't exactly yeah. like the most lovable characters ever, but they mm-hmm. were better than I expect from these types of movies. 
you, you didn't mind spending time with them. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, like, I, I'm all right with... Yeah. They get introduced to the various teachers, and the various teachers seem, you know, diverse enough, and you're kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, they've all got the hots for the younger music teacher. Okay, that's kind of funny. In fact, the one the one time the uh, the bully made me laugh was uh, after he plays piano in front of them all, and it's very, like, hypnotic and oh. sexual, the bully just, like, yells out, you know, right in front of him. Yeah, I'd do him. Just, you know, very bluntly. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, I'm like, okay, that was kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the first half, while not particularly good, and I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like I feel like it was promising or it was going to get like really amazing in the second half, but mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't mind it. I was like, you know what, this yeah. isn't as bad as I was expecting. Sure. Um, yeah. And I would never say it gets terrible. It just gets really generic and boring in the second half. Exactly. I I just don't care about the plot. The the plot is just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's it's everything I don't like about mid two thousand supernatural movies. Mm-hmm. And it really reminded me of the movies of that 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 era specifically. Yeah, it, was, it felt like they had like a checklist of pretty much every you know PG thirteen horror movie cliche mm-hmm. you know that they needed to run down. And it's like, and and again like you know the I don't think the plot is like the worst thing ever. That if you know there probably could have been interesting things they did with it, but uh, just the way they go about with how the characters are making the discoveries and, you know, like when they're timing, like, you know, the jump scares and, you know, uh, and, and like that kind of thing, just every, every way that the scares and whatever are portrayed is just so boring. Seen it before. Yeah. And I think the big, the biggest, uh, missed opportunity with this, if you didn't change anything else, I feel like what you really had to do is there's a point where they get so scared that they just sort of, even though they still kind of all don't really like each other that much, they kind of mm-hmm. just say slumber party just so they're all together because they're scared. Yeah. And I felt mm-hmm. like at that point, okay, so they're going to like bond and they're going to become a team and try to fight mm-hmm. back. But unfortunately, that never really happens. They're, they're still kind of just yeah. separate, and we kind of almost forget the rest of the girls and just focus on Kit. And I thought that was a missed mm-hmm. opportunity. I felt like that—that that is where the movie could have shined was the the bond between them and like learning to fight back or whatever. And yeah, you know, and that and like especially like I kind of found you know some of the other students like a little bit more interesting um especially like when they kind of start to you know develop the their skills and stuff and kind of you know are are going off on on their own little things like oh i kind of want to check in with this person and see you know what's happening to to them right now at this point i really don't get that i've got some theories on oh i've got some ideas of how they could have made this better but it's just just full spoiler talk (laughs) because we need need to talk about where the plot goes with them but We'll play movie doctor and try to <laughs> fix this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'll, we'll play movie doctor. Don't you worry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean, that's the big problem. And then the ending's just this cliched kind of, like, overly sweet kind of mm-hmm. ending. And it's just kind of like... Uh, and it's the sad part is is that right from the opening scene, I, I guess, more or less, what was going to happen at the end. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I guessed, all right, you know... I wonder I if he... this is going... You know, I don't want to spoil it. Like, okay, you know what? Full spoilers. From this point on, mm-hmm. full spoilers for Down okay. a Dark Call. <laughs> You've got the spoiler-free version. So the opening scene, we, the little girl mm-hmm. sees, you know, dead dad ghost. And I'm like, I wonder if the ghost of her dead dad will help her at the end of the film. Ooh, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder indeed. And sure enough, he does... He kind of gives her a pep talk. and he gets, She gets to talk to him one last time. And she's like on the, the, the ambulance and she's dying and she wakes up and that's the end of the movie. And a very cheesy kind of pop song starts playing as the title comes up, which <laughs> usually is a, a sign. Like if you t- if you played that song and said, that's the music that's going to play when it cuts to the credits, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not going to like this. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. That's fine. And the, the thing is, like, even if you like didn't actively predict 
that that was going to happen. I don't think anyone would be surprised, mm. you know, that that that's where it goes. Absolutely, it's uh, it's it's, it's the most obvious thing they could have done. And I get that you're setting up at the start and then paying it off, but it's so telegraphed that it just it feels it feels pointless and it does feel cliched and cheesy and it feels like yeah. you know so many other movies of this type to do that yeah, let's um, check out dead dad ghost that's so <laughs> everyone knows about that so the main kind of plot that happens outside of a couple of spooky like oh there's a ghost or something kicking about is mm-hmm. that each of the girls start becoming very good at one subject uh kept mm-hmm. becomes very good uh, at piano right in, in music mm-hmm. class and uh, one girl becomes like this genius mathematician, even though she didn't pass algebra before she got here. And mm-hmm. one girl becomes this great poet, even though she, you know, never done that before. And another mm-hmm. girl becomes this this great uh, artist, you know, you know, doing paintings and whatnot. And so very quickly, it's like okay, so there's like ghostly presences making them better at this, right? Like, and then the, the overall plot is the big reveal is that. Uh, Uma Thurman's character and her, you know, band of teachers are using these girls because the reason why they picked these girls specifically is because they're all documented to have some kind of encounter or claim to have had an encounter with some kind of ghost or afterlife presence of some kind. So they're using them as conduits to... Because one of the things that someone says early on is like, oh, that's great composer. I mean, he died when he was 33. Imagine what he could have done if he was still around or if he lived to, you know, a good age. So they're using the girls and like you know playing piano through them and doing all that kind of thing, um, and I'm like, okay, that's an interesting enough idea. Yeah. And then, I, like, a, I go. yeah, no, I go, I go. Yeah, like at some at some point they say like, oh, uh, you know, like you girls, like you're their instruments now. They're basically like you know mm. playing through you, and uh, and I think that's kind of like that maybe not the best idea in the world but i do think that is an interesting unique idea like i think it's an interesting idea for a different genre i don't think it's the best idea okay. for a horror movie yeah it, it, it's also like kind of weird to think like all right so like are all like the most famous ghosts like are they all just like kind of hanging around here like <laughs> and there's like one spot like how exactly are they it's a good question it's a good question my big complaint with this obviously there's the, the thing where like Kit's the one who does the investigating and again it's the very cliched sort of sequence where she's mm-hmm. going around and looking up books and she's like investigating was, yeah. you know, it's what, that scene I was laughing at this scene because again this is just one of those things where I was like man do we have to have this in like every one of these shitty you yeah. know mid 2000s kind of horror movie where it's like you know all right if if we just see her like reading a book or something like we'll get the gist like we don't have to see like the fast cuts between like her just constantly like flipping pages through the books like looking up at a painting then looking down and looking up one of, one of the things that uh uh made me like laugh the most is um you have the one artist that keeps painting and she's every time she paints she puts the initial ct on the painting and then like i uh, believe it was tc no that's a big difference but tc outside oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh so then like when she's doing the research or whatever and like she's like looking up at this um like these paintings in this book and like you know she sees one with the same initials and she kind of like looks at that and then like looks at the painter then looks at that then like it's like a flashback to like the other painting and it's like it goes on for so long it's like we get it they're the same painter like all right like give us some credit for god's sake it, it felt like it went forever yeah could it literally just cut to the final bit where she's looking at that page the relevant yeah. page that she eventually gets to and that would have been enough especially think even before she started the research i think we already kind of put it together like oh yeah all right uh, those aren't your initials so <laughs> it's, it's actually very 
easy early on to kind of predict what's happening as soon as they start doing all these things where they shouldn't be able to do it especially mm-hmm. since the girl who's doing the uh the poetry is like oh they, she comes and talks to me in my head she comes and talks to me it's like okay so, so we understand what we're doing here here's, here's my yeah. problem with this i i think there's potential even in a horror movie even though i think it's better suited mm-hmm. idea to something else i do think that there's potential here in the sense that what if because one of the things they find out, or that Kit finds out when she listens to the records, is that a lot of the girls who have came here eventually committed suicide, mm-hmm. and because of the distress of going through all this and like taking in these like personas, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they were kind of implying that because some of them, some of the artists or whatever, also committed suicide, that that kind of get passed on Maybe. to them in a in a weird Possibly. way, yeah. you know. Um, but my thing was like, so they all they all stay pretty separate. You know, Kit goes around trying to get them, and they're kind of dead or dying or committing suicide at one point. And I mm-hmm. couldn't help, and obviously the one, the only one who survives actually is the bully, other than Kit at the end. But mm-hmm. I couldn't help but feel like a, I want them to team up, but b, I'm yeah. also like, what if they like use these like newfound like oh there you abilities go yes yeah. to 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 achieve something like what if they use that to fight back like. What if instead of forgetting everything immediately after they've been possessed, what if one of them was actually now a math genius? What if one of them was now actually like an expert in in, oh, yeah. in poetry? And what if they could use that in some way against the teachers to fight back? I don't know. Like I'm thinking of ways to make the movie interesting. Like do something with the plot. <laughs> well, that that's like you know that kind of feels like almost like an X Men thing. Like you know you almost, have these. Yeah you know like young teenagers that are that go to this school in the middle of nowhere and start to discover they have powers but then you know yeah you kind of want to see them actually use that to their advantage and then if they you know turn that around and fight back then great yeah that'd be much more interesting instead they're kind of like you know first of all the bully doesn't is the only one that doesn't really have any you know uh, gifts or anything going through her and then kit like she does but then also seems like you know she has kind of a clear enough head to like not really let it get to her that yeah, much. Yeah, she's she's the chosen one because Uma Thurman even says at the end, "Oh, we can't stop now, even though there's more dying, because mm-hmm. she, she's like the closest we've ever gotten to achieving her goals." And she's got this like Which, uh, lieutenant who's like, the, the discipline, t- you know. So yeah, character. so so what exactly is their goal? Is it just to kind of create these new works of art, or is it to like talk to the dead? Because didn't the lieutenant want to? She wanted to be reunited with like her son or whatever. Yeah, she she had a specific goal of wanting to be reunited with her dead son. Um, Uma Thurman, though, and the rest of them, it seemed to be just to achieve yes, like advancements in all of these fields, and they all had like a stake in that. Yeah, it it feels kind of weird. Like it feels like all the you know quote-unquote bad guys or whatever they're not really on like the same page because like yeah you know the son ends up rebelling from the mom the psychiatrist doesn't really seem like yeah once people start dying she's like hey i don't actually i'm not really well she's not a psychiatrist actually she she claims to be a psychiatrist but she's actually just uh uh i don't even remember (laughs) oh she's the she's the she's the, uh, the, the english teacher she's the she's the literature Oh, she well, yeah, she's like working at the because school. because they yeah. say at the start, this she says like, uh, I thought you were a doctor. She's like, no, I, I've got a doctorate in literature, <laughs> oh, <laughs> got a PhD. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that was a late start. I, yeah, I think I think we just mistakenly called a psychiatrist at the start because yeah. that, that just made sense from the opening scene. But she's not. Yeah. But she yeah she turns over a new leaf. Um, I actually have to admit there was a couple of times in the movie where I did laugh really unintentionally. You know, like the movie like, unintentionally made me laugh. One was actually the death of the son the music mm-hmm. teacher because the music teacher is Uma Thurman's son 
uh, who's mm-hmm. you know in his like, early twenties, and you know, and at one point he actually and, kisses uh, Kit. Yeah, and, I was not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny because like they set up they, they're all attracted to him, and it's like okay, <laughs> they've, all, they've all got a crush on the teacher, no big deal. Uh, but then like h- him and her have this really quiet moment at the piano, and she goes in for a kiss, and. I'm like, oh, come on. She's like 16, 17. What would they yeah, do? Like, even before that, you know, he's doing the thing where he's going behind her back and like playing piano with her. And it's all very, you know, you know, sexual tension-y it's kind of stuff. Intimate. And, yeah, it's very, very yeah. intimate for and, what you would be doing with a student. Yeah. Um, and like, and you, and you are led to believe that he is like, you know, uh, a younger person but still he has to be like at least in his 20s or something and, and yeah like you said she's gonna be at least 16 so i'm like uh yeah this is not yeah it's, <laughs> like, just, it's not needed i think what gets me about it though is that it's not played like that it's, it's played completely as we're supposed to be almost like hoping for the romance oh, yeah. to, to, to blossom <laughs> yeah. but we're worried that he's got a dark secret and that's what we're supposed Listen, to be concerned about you know if you're gonna do that just throw in a line somewhere to be like yeah, you know, um, when I went to Cambridge, they couldn't believe that I was the first 16-year-old to graduate or something <laughs> like that. Like, just say something stupid like that so we can like, get get on board with it. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think it's funny. I feel like in the nineties, like they got away with the the the, the younger, like older person and the student, like oh, yeah. having a, a a romance all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, even one of my favorite things, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she's dating a two hundred and forty year old vampire, which I think mm-hmm. in and of itself is supposed to be poking fun at that trope, is that he's that old. You know, like that's the joke. He's you know, he's like yeah. ancient. But you know, but nowadays I feel like we're a bit more conscious of it. We're a bit more you know, Riverdale tried to pull this shit like last year and everyone just kinda like, no, nah, we're not cool with this anymore. Yeah. Uh as a society. We're not we're not cool with it. But mm-hmm. But it kind of just gets dropped after that, outside of the fact that he wants to try and help her at the end. He feels guilty about, you know, her being victimized. And he has the most hilarious death because, like, by the end of the movie, like, they've set the building on fire. And she's called the cops, and obviously Emma Thurman and co aren't very happy about this. And basically some of the ceiling just drops on his head, but the effect looks really bad and, like, funny because... He's just kind of like standing there still as it lands on him. It's really weird, but it made, it made me laugh. I thought it was really funny. Uh, there was a yeah. couple of funny moments. I can't remember what the other one was, though. There was one before that that really made me laugh, and I can't quite remember it. Hopefully it comes back to me before the end of this. But and Of course, I think you're referring to not not intentionally funny. Not intentionally but... funny, no. There was, another, there was another unintentional uh, yeah. moment where it was supposed to be like a, a scary thing. or mm. I've, I feel like it was someone hitting someone else, but it being like really over the top. Oh, possibly. Uh, that does remind me that um, you know, another you know, uh, cliche that you see in all these these movies is just really bad CGI. Like, oh sure, yeah. You know, the, there's a couple of instances like there's one like really dumb jump scare where you know I think she just turns and there's like a ghost screaming in her face where it's like, yeah, oh, like do we really have to do this? Like this is so cheap and it looks and bad. They and... never really like explain because like most of the ghosts are just like normal people because they're like these artists and like professors and stuff but there's this there's this one bald guy who's like really creepy and once they're openly talking about the fact that there's ghosts walking around like Uma Thurman mentions something like oh yeah so not all friendly and there's never like any kind of like why is he around why is he here who is he like that's that's one of the things that really annoy me about it is it seems like there's so much different stuff going on like 
all right, yeah, you have these, you know, great artists that are working through these girls, but then you also have, you know, this person wants to talk to the dead so she'd be reunited with her son. And then it looks like they also want her to play music for the ghosts. Like they want to throw the ghosts like a party or yeah, something. Like that, honestly that was the scene doing? That, that was the scene I hated the most in the movie. Is where <laughs> she goes into like a trance and plays piano and then it's like she sees all the dead people having a ball around her and like Uma Thurman and that mm-hmm. are there and they're like delighted looking around as if they can see them as well. Which I'm not even yeah. sure if they could. It seemed like they could, but yeah. it's hard to but- tell. But yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Like, either there's a specific goal where these ghosts want to create works of art, or, you know, there's this thing where these ghosts just, I guess, want to be alive or be entertained or something. Like, I feel like the correct movie to do this premise in is not a horror movie. I feel like the correct movie to do this in is a touching kind of quirky drama where, Mm -hmm. like, a young woman is possessed by, like, a dead pianist, a dead musician, right, Mm -hmm. to compose more stuff. But it's more of like a friendly thing that she becomes comfortable with and she lets him do it. And then there's like a sad moment at the end where she like realizes that because he's finished his grand masterpiece that he has to leave now. Like mm-hmm. I can see like a sad kinda like almost like kinda weird romance with a ghost. Like I'm getting <laughs> like that's kind of what I can see yeah. in my head for for this premise. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, again, I kind of keep going back to like the the YA angle. Like to me, it feels like, mm. all right, this is your your new kind of Hunger Games thing. Like, yeah, just have it be a little more open. Like, oh hey, you're gifted. Come to this gifted school where you know you'll talk to the dead and stuff. But yeah, make it a little less horry and maybe just a little more, you know, quirky and give them like a goal to try to you know achieve. And I feel like, I feel like shoehorning this into a horror movie just brings a lot of cliches because it doesn't feel like the, okay. the premise is best suited there i feel like if you put this in a you take the core idea of like you know dead artists and you know philosophers mm-hmm. and whatever channeling through like young people whether it be teenagers or older people or whatever like that as an idea is okay but i feel well, like, like yeah, i feel like well, the tone has to be completely different i feel like you have to do something quirky with that or do something touching with that and instead it's just a bunch of cliched scares and then she <laughs> talks to her dead dad at the end and it's like okay yeah we've never seen this before yawn yeah. oh, i'm dead or maybe yeah or, or maybe if you do want to keep it more horror like maybe kind of strip it down like you know instead of a school just have it be like a family moving into a new house where there was an artist that died there and they just possess you know one person but then the ghost actually ends up being you know evil and mean and it's a dark presence or, or something like that i think is a little more suited as to yeah just being like oh no these you know five different great artists are you know, even, working through these you five. Could, no you could even keep the idea of like bad ghosts and good ghosts and mm-hmm. have the person like become friendly with the good ghost that possesses her to like <laughs> do whatever it is you know you know music art whatever and mm-hmm. then like a demonic spirit shows up a la insidious or the conjuring or something like that and mm-hmm. she actually has an ally. She has someone helping. Oh her yeah, there you go. Um, oh, <laughs> but again, oh. more pared down. Unless, like, don't have it be your dad or anything too close to her like that. It's just ultra cheesy. Or like, what about like a like a comedy where, uh, like, a student is failing all their classes so like they you know use a ouija board Wait, to like oh, contact actually, like... so basically what you're saying is bill and ted but instead of going through time it's ghosts yeah. <laughs> coming into them to help them with various subjects basically yeah <laughs> yeah i know i can see that working like i feel like this this fits a lot of different things um i think for a horror movie <laughs> yeah i think for a horror movie there's just too much going on although yeah. it could have maybe worked if the the plans were more sinister because outside of the fact that the girls might end up dying it wasn't actually mm-hmm. that much of a direct like 
you know, we have like nefarious plans for you. And then on oh, top yeah. of that, because if, if they did that, if they had like more nefarious plans that were more clearly evil mm-hmm. and coming after them, then you ha- have the other idea of the girls actually team up and become a unit and actually <laughs> learn to grow up because they have to fight back. There's your, there's not only your, your fun, like, uh, proactive main characters, but it's also... Mm-hmm. Um, your arc it's still you know mm-hmm. there are a bunch of losers who who don't want to interact with each other but over the course of the film because they have to team up they mature yeah. because of that through those actions like that yeah. could be a good movie that could work yeah that definitely sounds more interesting and then again yeah i do think it's important to maybe get the villains more on the same page or something because I, I just forgot there's the um there's the male uh teacher as well and yeah, then the math, it's math guy yeah yeah, and it, it seemed like his thing was that he wanted the formula, but then he was going to take credit for it. So it's like, all right, so you have like one guy that wants this so he can take credit for it. Then you got one person that just wants to talk to the dead son. Then you got the headmistress. I'm not really exactly sure what her ultimate goal is. And then you got like two other people that, you know, end up siding with a good guy. So it's like these these villains are all over the place. They need a, a more unified unit. I mean, I think you can get away with them all having different motives if you spend time developing them all. But the movie doesn't oh, do yeah. that. The movie just kind of, you know, you get these things very quickly. Listen, um, you get Uma for three days. You know, you get be happy with what you get. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some truth in that. I mean, I could, I, maybe not three days, but I feel like yeah, she probably they probably had her for a week, and then mm-hmm. they had the rest of the cast for the rest of the time, and mm-hmm. did the, the rest of the movie. And it, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. Like I say, it's not the most offensive or oh, bad right, thing yeah. uh, or anything like that. This is not down there with... This, this is not truth or dare bad. Yeah, like, like in the end, like, obviously we're saying like, a lot of negative... It doesn't even matter. Yeah, like, you know, we're saying a lot of negative things, but it's still watchable. Like, I don't think there was any point where it's like, I can't take this, I gotta shut it off, you know? It's like, you know, it, it's a pretty easy, what, 90-ish minutes. You know, it, it goes by fast and... You know the the characters are likable enough that it's like, all right, well, it's not like horrendous or, you know, I don't want to rip out my eyes having to watch them, you know, do their thing. It got more tedious as it went on because the plot became this generic just mishmash of ideas where nothing kind of clicked together. Um, And I couldn't believe when the movie was ending. I was, I felt like we didn't really get like a story. I felt like it was just kind of wrapping up all of a sudden. No, and honestly, even like the even the title doesn't really fit the movie. I feel like because it's not like that. Oh. Like I like what there was one room or whatever they were like oh don't go down there but it's not like every night they heard something from there and they looked down and yeah that, that, that's just where the the records were kept for for yeah. the past girls that's all that was in there and yeah even the trailer doesn't really match them because because I I mm. thought going into this that it was going to be more of a typical oh the school's haunted and there's a creepy ghost mm. and they're going to be like dealing with that I I had no idea it was going to be this you know them all getting channeling like dead people through them and stuff yeah. uh, the trailer you know kind of made it look worse than it is but at the same no, I don't really like this anyway but like it made it look more of a generic haunted mm-hmm. you know school movie or whatever but uh, so yeah it's it's, it's, not, it's not good I wouldn't recommend watching it it's, it's, it's extremely <laughs> forgettable and bland uh, but it's not the worst thing ever like I, I feel like sure. there's a mostly I mean not everyone but I feel like there's a good portion of the cast which are actually pretty decent actors mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just the script's just dull and uninteresting and mm. the movie feels pretty pretty generic. Um, this comes from the same director, by the way, as Buried, the uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie, and the Coffin. Oh, okay, all right. Which was better? I would say that was a, that's a better movie. Hmm. So maybe uh, maybe he he hasn't really gotten used to having multiple sets yet. <laughs> he also did a movie called Red Lights with Robert De Niro, like a few years after that, and I, I never saw that. But 
Nope. <laughs> Never yeah. heard of it. I remember seeing the trailer. I used to, the trailer used to mm. play all the time when I was in the theatre, but uh, it's one of those things where I saw the name and I had to check what it was before I was sure if I knew what it was. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's that Robert De Niro one. I think when someone was a sidekick or something, and it was a whole thing. It, so whenever an actor is like, I want to do a movie that's not really that good, they call <laughs> it this guy. I guess, I guess. <laughs> and if you he's want got to do something a... on someone, he's he's getting good people. <laughs> and if you want to do the movie that's just a complete turdy cult of a ball, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. Not anymore though, because he's not got those tax write offs, so he's he stopped making movies, unfortunately. Well, or fortunately, oh. depending on your perspective. <laughs> you have a ball, friend of the podcast. Welcome anytime. <laughs> what have you just said, Tim? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Pete, this guy will beat us up. We have to be nice to him. Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, I mean, I, I guess that wraps up the movie. There's not much more to add uh, with it. Uh, there's, oh, there's some potential scenes. Like, I, I feel like the uh, the music teacher, there's a scene where he takes a kit out to the woods and he's like, listen oh, to yeah. nature. It's a symphony. Mm-hmm. The the water, the birds, the, the trees. He's like, it's a symphony. I'm like, oh, shut up, you pretentious yeah yeah uh and again you know maybe not the best thing in the world to have the young male teacher take out one single student into the middle of the woods I'll, I'll be honest, it was she forgets what happened it was weirding me out how often the teachers were left alone one-on-one with a student i feel yeah. like that that very rarely happened in school and if i ever did oh, yeah. it tended to be i'll come with me. you know the teacher would say come with me to the, the cupboard if you want to live to help <laughs> <laughs> no, like, let's, say, let's say they had to get some like a like TV out of the cupboard. They get the guest student to come with them to, yeah. you know, do, do, do the do the lifting or whatever. But like you know, it, but it's just those. This I felt like this was a lot of intimate like, like, and that's not to say it doesn't happen. Of course, if you have like music lessons, it might be just you and the music teacher. Like that's a possibility. Yeah. But sure. uh, although in my school, it tended to be in pairs. You tended to go in pairs to the, the music lesson. Yeah, and then. Yeah, and we didn't even. It's not even really worth mentioning. Oh, but like, the, the, mention, we'll... speak to your hearts, Ted Tim. What about down oh, no. in the dark hall or whatever this movie's <laughs> called? Do you want to get off your chest? Oh no, I just feel like we pretty much like skipped over the whole thing where the bully gets she, like they find out that she knows their deal and then they chain her to the wall and I guess she gets possessed by like every ghost and becomes oh, yeah. like a zombie. This is weird. I forgot about this. And then she it's super forgettable. Yeah, and then Kit just kind of like you know takes her out of the room and snaps her out of it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of slaps her and be like, "Yeah, hey, wake up! You can fight this, Veronica." Yeah. I think one of the things that I thought more interesting, what that was more interesting that I wanted to see more of, is a uh, again, you know, we're mostly with Kit and the bully here, who like, which I think the bully's name was Vanessa and, uh, or uh, Veronica. Veronica, yes, Veronica. Veronica. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, they're not really that interesting because they're they're kind of like just normal throughout the whole thing. I like I I like the scene where she goes to the you know one that's like uh become like the mathematics genius and yeah you know she has like all the drawings over a wall and she's trying to get her to like leave and she's like come on like we gotta go she's like no i gotta figure this out and she's like the answer is three and she's like huh like i was like <laughs> okay like like this is more interesting like i want to see her interacting with these people that have just like gone like you know full crazy and like see you know how she would you know try to snap them out of it or, or interact with them or something but all, all that kind of stuff is just yeah, they they barely even touch upon it. 
Yeah, like, like I say, use use the fact that they're getting these skills in the plot somehow, <laughs> and instead they just kind of like act crazy, and then some of them commit suicide, and that's basically <laughs> your your shtick. That's your whole thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, disappointing, uh, mediocre. <laughs> Not that I had high hopes for it, but you know. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then uh, the that lieutenant or whatever, uh, she eventually does get reunited with her son just right before she explodes. Yeah, they're in like, the greenhouse and it just <laughs> bursts into flames. That, that that also kind of made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but that's not what I was thinking of. There was definitely something earlier in the movie that made me laugh unintentionally. Hmm. It's gonna bug me that I can't remember it now. It's gonna bug me, but I'll just have hey. to watch the whole thing again. Was it when she painted the middle finger to the? teacher <laughs> no <laughs> it was not that no uh oh and the one thing that really annoyed me is there was like a, i think one of the first scenes when they're having like a painting class and she's going through like you know each student and kind of giving them like you know compliments and or saying you know what's wrong or whatever blah, yeah blah, i don't blah. call any compliments i think it was this is not terrible this is this is terrible yeah, this like, is... <laughs> yeah but like it was so frustrating because they never actually showed the paintings and i'm like oh what could you not like afford like just some like dumb stock painting or just have them like paint for real but it was just like I don't know, very distracting to me that's like you can't comment on all this stuff and not show us what you're talking about yeah i think tom king's available to do some drawings for you if you want to get him on board <laughs> he does good work uh does. yeah i was like when he posts those like covers of him just a question uh, just to go out a slight tangent at comics here mm-hmm. Tim, did you have you read oh, the please. most recent issue of mr mr miracle uh no I, I think i read okay. the first uh i think i only read like the first two and it, well, it's amazing but i'm waiting for the trade that's fair enough the reason why i bring it up is because there's a page in it that's meant to be drawn by a child and it's drawn by tom <laughs> king like oh, that really? page yeah because we got to that page on the, on the comics podcast and we're like this is just tom king's art isn't it he he gave mitch jeremy's like a page off he's like i'll do that page mitch don't you worry <laughs> that's awesome like i love uh like sometimes on twitter he'll post photos of like uh he'll sign someone's like you know batman book or whatever and yeah. he'll like draw on it and it'll just be like a really funny crappy drawing right next to like some beautiful artwork by like lee weeks or something yeah because there was a lot of jokes on twitter about um like some like writers or so even some artists like being like they say oh do you want me to doodle something on the, when they're getting something mm-hmm. signed and they'll say oh no 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 uh, and yeah. kind of insulting that feels that they don't want your, your oh, yeah. art like for free on their on their thing um yeah. and tom king said they don't get my signature if i can't draw something on it <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when they do like a, a little quick like even if it's just a quick thing like that i i once uh had an issue of ff uh, i was getting signed by matt fraction uh and it was like one of those blank uh covers uh, I don't know why I had like a couple of those that I was like, oh, maybe someday I'll get an artist to sign these. But uh, I, I had him sign it, and he was like, "Do you want me to draw a whale?" And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." And he just drew like this big whale that takes up like the whole page. Like it's it's just like basically like a square with like a little fin and like a water spout coming out. But I was like, "Oh, right, that's pretty cool." <laughs> I like the idea that he just kept thinking of random things to draw on <laughs> on these blank covers. <laughs> Uh, Joe, you know, it took me ages to realize what those blank, co- you know, cover variants were for. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Why is there blank variants?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's for cons, so people can get stuff drawn on them." Okay, yeah. I get it. I, man, I don't know how people do it. Like, I bought a couple of those, and then I had this idea I was gonna get like some really awesome like sketches and stuff. But I get so nervous when I meet people because they're always like busy and they're already sketching something, and there's a big line, and I'm like, I don't want to be the dude that takes up everyone's time and all this stuff and then so i was like checking out i've gotten like a few sketches here and there which is nice but yeah no problem taking up so much of my time though 
uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> Good. You you spent like five minutes like working on the font placement today of like where you want the captions and stuff. How dare you? Shut up! <laughs> don't don't take them behind the scenes, behind the curtain of the show. <laughs> God damn it, Timmy! All right, I guess we should rate this movie out of ten. Then should be. Uh yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a little difficult because again, like I don't you know don't want to go super low, but there's also not like that much I enjoyed that can go super high um I had, at first i was thinking like a four but the more we talked about it, i was like yeah this and that and i don't know so i think i'm gonna go slightly lower and give it a 3.5 oh my okay i'll actually <laughs> go with a four i, I think four is fair for this i think yeah. it's not a good movie uh but it's not criminally bad either and it's not true um now admittedly the the, the the dull part of that is that it's not I was, there was a couple of unintentional laughs that I had, but it wasn't funny bad either. Like I wasn't laughing constantly because yeah. it was so stupid or so silly. Or I, if it was like less generic and more crazy over the top, then I, I probably would have enjoyed it more. And then yeah, could have bumped yeah. it up. But unfortunately, yeah, just all that bland, same old stuff you've seen before. It's, it doesn't really do anything for you. Yeah, not nah, pretty much. So um, that takes us on to the portion of the show where we'll promote things to you. And yes, I just did a fancy thing where I brought up some <laughs> some things on the screen, uh, which obviously you can't see if listen to the audio version. That's okay, we're about to tell you what they are. Uh, so we actually have a dedicated Screams After Midnight Twitter now that you can go and follow. Mm-hmm. It's called at Screams Midnight. Um, I did try at Midnight Screams, but that was taken. The filthy bastards, whoever took that, uh, not happy. <laughs> so it's called at Screams Midnight. Uh, the full title does not fit for the record uh, in the in the tag. So at Screams Midnight. Uh, so get us on there. Of course, if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreoncom TV. and if you do that, you can um, you can get uh, voting rights once per month. In fact, it's worth mentioning that when the vote goes up for September, there'll be three votes because because it's October where you're voting for you get some extra votes one of them's even going to be public two will be for patrons only and it'll be a whole big thing uh, uh, also speaking of October and Octoberthon uh, I, I would like to announce something on this episode oh. yeah something me and Tim were talking about uh, just yesterday that we decided what we're doing Okay. <laughs> so we uh, last year we did our top 100 horror films a countdown mm-hmm. in four parts four 25 chunk parts uh, this year we are going to do a top 50 um, of the 1980s we're going to do top 50 horror films in the 1980s it'll be in two parts that'll be part of the Octoberthon so you can look forward to that we'll be working on that soon uh, for October so yeah have, have fun with that um, so yeah go to patreon.com get some bonuses feel warm and fuzzy on the inside because you're supporting the show and everything we do if you can't do that don't feel too bad you can of course watch the ads on YouTube turn your ad block off it does help uh, like and subscribe all the usual stuff all of it does help so thank you very much uh, once again for, for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time